Welcome back to Are You Serious? My name is Isaac Abrams. To my left is Nick Pyatt. To I agree. To my right is Alex Sivers, everybody. Motorcyclist extraordinaire. Today's uh, topic, well, we're going to pick from another round of Would You Rather. And we're going to do Would You Rather until we find something we want to argue about for the next 20 minutes. It's a mini episode, everybody. So go, here we go. Go! Would you rather have a mental illness and recover or have a physical illness and recover? Physical. Physical, of course. You wouldn't. You don't yeah. know if you have a mental illness. That's the reason it's a mental illness. Uh, I, I knew I had a mental illness a few years ago. That's different. I got over it and like, no, yeah, physical illness. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Would you rather see your kid grow up kind or see your kid grow up smart? Kind. I feel like having a kid that's just an absolute prick, it doesn't matter how successful they are, you as a parent will look at them and just always say, God, what the fuck? Yeah. But if they're smart, they can figure out how to be kind. No, no. that's not true. All right, growing up kind <laughs> is 59%. Uh, would you kind, rather? They're not that smart. Know exactly what happened in Area 51 or accept $1 million? Oh, a million bucks. Dumbest thing ever. Do you, your $1 million also? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's stupid. That's like, would you pay a million dollars to know what happened to Area 51? <laughs> fuck no. I wouldn't pay 200 bucks. I wouldn't. You would have to pay me. 77% of people agree with us on that. Uh, would you rather uh, be able to talk your way out of any situation or be able to punch your way out of any situation? Talk. talk. Yeah. 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 71%. There's agree. no money in punching your way out of a room. Would you rather have the death penalty or go to jail for life? Oof. This might be the topic. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the uh, let's talk about the death penalty for a second because the the reason that the question would even come up is because there's some kind of doubt there, right? Like the re the thing that people have always against the death penalty, which I totally understand and in a lot of ways agree with, is if you if you weren't there and you don't have exact proof that this happened, how can you do something so final about it? You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so you're saying like if if you're caught on tape, but we're talking about if we were the ones if you're choosing in this if you're choosing yeah. for yourself between. I think the perfect choice is life in prison with the option to die at any time. You know, because well, it's like I mean, you maybe have, I want to live, and then like ten years in, you're like this. I don't want to do another forty years of this. I'll take the other thing. I, I think the hope of a life sentence is that you can eventually get out. Well, but I think the implication there is that you never would. Yeah, like if they gave yes. you like two thousand consecutive life sentences, I think I'd rather die with no possibility yeah, like of parole. When you, if you like, the real question there is life without the possibility of parole, and you have to live it. Mm -hmm. You can't choose to kill yourself a year in. Yeah, right. Mm. Or the death penalty, which would probably be about, about ten years away, but you know it would be coming. I think I've lived because enough life. I'm out. I'm not, I'm out. Oh yeah, for I'm sure. Not, I mean, and your point around the appeals process of the death penalty, people don't die tomorrow. They no, die in 10, 20 later. years later. Yeah. And it's so here, there's an, there's a fiscal argument against the death penalty. It costs so much. The legal process of trying to put someone through the death penalty is millions of dollars. Yeah. And it's not that it's cheap to keep them alive in a prison for the rest of their lives. Right. But we're paying to keep them alive in a prison until the legal well, process is over. Plus the legal process. And, I mean, we're talking about private prisons now, so it's like, what is that, $100,000 a year per inmate? To I mean, it depends on where it is. I mean, like Rikers Island, I think, is like over 100000 It's like 150 almost. Did you see John Oliver last week where he was talking about the $27 million consulting fee that they had to pay, and then Rikers got worse from the suggestions? Yeah. 
I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, yeah. that said, it's a hard fucking job. I mean, it, like, I don't know if you've ever been to a prison or like visited anyone <laughs> in a prison. They are fucking terrifying places. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's like, it is like you go to like a third world country and you're like, I don't feel safe here. Go into fucking general population at San Quentin. That is hell on earth. You know, it, it, it is not an easy thing to operate. Have you done that? No, but I mean, <laughs> the, like that's, you're, you're talking about like the 1% of 1% of 1% of bad actors in society. There's probably some people that shouldn't be there, yeah. but like there's a lot of people that should. And, and but, even if you shouldn't have been there, you have become someone who is, you know, if you go there wrongfully and you never did anything wrong in your life, three years down the road, you are not the same person. No, you're, you're a professional. Yeah. I would argue that uh, some of the best and worst, best criminals and worst people on the planet never get caught. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm solely basing that off of watching Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny place to... Uh... Those are some bad dudes. From. They killed. They smuggled drugs. Charlie Hunnam is one of the worst actors that's ever lived. He's <laughs> right up agree. there. I do agree with but you. But did you know that he was British right away? Uh, I didn't care because okay. he was such a bad actor. Well, maybe he's not acting bad. Maybe he just has a bad accent. Maybe he just doesn't know how to speak, which it, I think would preclude him from the position. <laughs> no, not necessarily. No, he's real bad. But have I you mean, ever seen him act in an English accent? This is a hot. Yeah, yeah. The gentleman or whatever the fuck it was. Anyway, oh, right. um, this is this is a really interesting topic because it like you know you like gun control for instance as a topic like people will be on one side or the other. There's an ideological reason. There's a lot of sensical reasons to be on either side of it. This one it, it's so deep because it's a human issue, but it's also a fiscal issue. It's also a societal issue. And there's there's not really a clear cut answer for it because if you asked someone like if your child got raped and murdered, what would you want to happen to that person? I mean, you're like, what's the worst thing we can come up with? Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and people go back and forth about if it's worse to make them live in prison or if it's worse to kill them. And like, right. yeah. I think I think if it was a child that was like you know like you were just saying I, I forget the way you said it but like they. Can we chill out with the R word? It's a lot of bleeping. Isaac has a lot of stipulations, a lot of steps. I'm just saying, they I got to bleep it or they're going to bum the if whole If somebody R worded or M worded a K word. See, now we don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like. You're I, an N word, right? If it, was, if, it was, if it was my K word, I would want them. M- <laughs> I'd want someone to M the shit I would out want of them M worded. Uh, hard so that I could fuck F and watch <laughs> yeah. so I could fucking watch <laughs> watch them fucking M worded watch that cocksucker get M worded <laughs> I mean it's true because it's if you're on the vengeance side of the coin yeah. right like you said it is it's hard it, then you even enter the question of well which is worse to just kill them because or to have them some guys who live in prison forever find happiness in there. Sure. Yeah. And I wouldn't want that person to ever be happy again. That's so true. Yeah. I, I think that it's a greater possibility that like, which is why my answer to that original question would be, I'd want to live in prison forever. Cause you can find of, happiness instead of the death penalty, because I think I could find after however many years it was, I think I could find a routine that would allow me to be happy in there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I the the thought of being caged again would 
drive me insane. Again. I mean, but what if you had a boy again? <laughs> no, it say. felt like panda pandemic felt like prison. I mean, it was the yeah. nicest prison possible. Yeah. I had television. I had internet. You're really, you're really comparing being locked up in your apartment in Playa del Rey to being in San Quentin. That's no, I'm saying that it was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, no, I was in North Hollywood. No, first it of all, it was worse than that. Yes, <laughs> I was in I'm, North. What Hollywood. I'm saying is, I had terrible. all of the comforts of an apartment. Like I had a great. It was terrible, and I get what you're saying, but there's a big difference there. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. My point is, I couldn't even stand it in a nice apartment, in a shitty apartment. Whatever you want to call it. I but, but here's the thing. I had Xbox, I had exercise. If you got if you got life in prison, it would be because you did it to yourself. You committed some you did something that caused that, which means and had I done something that caused pandemic, I would have felt responsible enough that I would have been like I'm supposed to be inside. Yeah. Right. But uh, it was happening to us. Yeah. It wasn't happening because of us. That's fair. Yeah. And that's what pissed me off about the lockdown situation more than anything. At least it was for a good cause. But and, and to watch the person who made the decision go to your Chinese restaurant. Yeah, Chinese laundry. <laughs> he went to he went to fucking Panda Express when we were all locked up in our yeah. apartment. And I couldn't. The windows I, were you open. know, I just had to order Panda Express and yeah. I had to bring it to my door. Here I am at Yoshinoya like an idiot. <laughs> but to finish my thought for the people Yoshinoya. that are just listening that can't finish my thought, I'm just saying that forced or unforced, like just being in my apartment for an extended amount of time was driving me nuts. So I don't think I could last in a prison cell. Here, okay, here's another question. I don't think you could either. Here's another Thanks. question. Because the fis- <laughs> we were talking earlier about the fiscal cost of incarceration. It's just a lot of fucking money, yeah. right? Um, now, let's take that off the table for a second and do a little exercise to get us to the answer. If you did serve life in prison, and you you can't if you get money you can buy ramen in a Snickers bar from the commissary, but there's not you know you're not building wealth there in prison. But would you rather, I don't know, like be a mechanic in prison if for eight hours a day you were like in your shitty cell with your shitty toilet, but you could clock you know good behavior, you could clock in and change oil on cars for nine hours a day, and you know then get out of the and that's what or, I'm thinking or the laundromat right. or the stamp license plates or yes. like would go- you rather do that. Or would you rather like be out in the yard trying to figure out how to scrap together a life? I don't think you can get those jobs until you've survived the yard for a little while. Sure, but I'm just asking the question. Oh, I, Which I life would, would you absolutely want a purpose if I had to do that. So yeah. I think that I, uh, you know, and there's a lot of ins and outs of this, and I certainly don't know the whole side of it, but like for all of her faults. Kamala Harris gets all this shit for like the labor of, you know, building a handful of, you know, license plates is the most common thing, but there's a handful of things that like, you know, we have prison uh, folks that are incarcerated build like road signs and shit like that. I think that probably the, the biggest, the thing that will impact you most as a human being is removing your utility. Yes. You know, and if you feel use, both are in a cage and you have no utility or usefulness, that's the thing that will really crush yeah. your soul. Yeah. yeah. You know, because had I been going to work that entire time during lockdown, I think it would have been different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they also took away our jobs when they locked us up. Yeah. You know, and a job isn't just a livelihood it's just, it's a purpose. Like people, yeah. even if you look at like tribal societies that don't have money and don't have a way to build wealth, it is just having a position in society. That's like what you're coming of age is about is 
are you going to be a person that builds houses? Are you going to be a person that hunts? Are you going to be a person that gathers? Are you going to be a person that makes fire? Are you going to, you know, like you find your place to be of utility to yourself and to other people. And if you can't, you are outcast. That yeah. utility is the currency. Well, you were even, I remember at some point you telling me that you felt that way about having kids. Like you were more valuable because you were raising other people to be valuable people. Yeah. Yep. Like that. And, and that that's made a lot of sense to me in thinking about like how parents feel because a lot of people are like oh I'm just so happy you know but it, like you were you were explaining it and that like you get to feel like you've brought more value to the table and to society because you've then created other value yeah that can like is more than just you and things that need you I mean society doesn't knock on your bed every at seven o'clock in the morning and say like Al, it's time to get up and do something for society. Right. But kids do. Right. You know, and like your alarm does, but like you have to do a lot of that self-starting. You have to be like, yeah, I could wake up at seven and get a workout in and then get to work early. Or I could sleep until, you know, 845, quick shower at the computer at nine. And so it's like you have to make a lot of those decisions on how hard you're going to press on life. Mm -hmm. and Or how kid. hard you're going to bang on the table while you're talking on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these are, this is autonomy. This is nice. <laughs> but kids, kids are that alarm clock with legs and arms and a face. And they, <laughs> they come up to the bed and they say, time to get the fuck up and be yeah. useful. And yeah. that is a really powerful thing, you know, because it's, it's I, I would have to say that one of the, the biggest ingredients of being successful is being able to self-motivate. You know, the smartest person in the world that like lets themselves sleep in every day or that doesn't set goals that doesn't force themselves to be useful is not going to get a lot out of life yeah you know yeah thank yeah. you you can be smart and useless so <laughs> thank yeah. you for noticing thank you. or or in one way you could say it's like life in prison with purpose yeah <laughs> yeah well it's yeah all right how about this what's the shittiest job in prison including the guards what like do you think Legion. what what do you think just the shittiest job is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, it's yeah. definitely got to be something Mike Rowe's touched or seen. Mike Rowe? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I would I would go immediately to sewer systems and slaughterhouses. Yeah. Um, Corn. Maybe, maybe medical waste. I had uh, I interviewed a guy a few years ago that uh, his previous job was snapping the necks of chickens in a chicken slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so By just, hand. Yeah. They just gave him gloves. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Neck snapper. That's not a bad. Mm. He, and he, I mean, he's, he was like, it's, it was the worst thing. He was like, I'm mentally, I can't handle it anymore. Oh, I've, I've, sure. I've killed yeah. thousands and thousands of chickens. And I also like go home smelling like dead feces every night. And like, I was like, he was like, sometimes the par parts and things get on you and get on your face. And I was like, Stop talking, man. Like, yeah. This is just an interview. Like, yeah, I, I you just definitely wanna, don't I just have want, the job. I'm just trying to have you put stickers on things, man. <laughs> Jesus, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's a rough job. Emotionally a hard job. I mean, I have to think that like working in an ER or like working in a uh, NICU, like, uh, uh, yeah. you know. Watching, yeah, watching something like that happen, whether you're, yeah, yeah. Like that's any emotionally yeah. I honestly probably would rather scrape the shit out of people's asses than watch babies die every day. Yeah, I think for I would, sure. I That's a rather, tough one. 
I'd rather just find a gum. <laughs> Isaac's like, I don't know, babies are small. <laughs> I'd rather find a ma- find like you know, put some Vicks vapor rub on my upper lip and scrape that shit out. That's yeah. a lot easier to deal. You can wash that shit off to some degree. Yeah. I mean, you I I can't. ran a guitar store and had to clean up puke and shit yeah. sometimes in the bathroom. Yeah, like, yeah. and it made it was still worth it. Yeah, but like, yeah, I wouldn't have walked back in a store if I'd seen a child die in it. Yeah, I don't think you can recover from that. Speaking of not recovering, they are vacuuming the studio next door, and it's driving me fucking crazy. So I think that's going to be it for this episode. Plus, Cyrus has a dinner to get to. So this will just be a little quick 15-minute update. Uh, thanks Where, for watching our- Where's the pr- dinner tonight? Uh, Santa Monica. Chinese what, laundry. What kind of food? Uh, Cassia. I think it's Italian. You asked him this off mic like an hour ago. Sorry, I didn't know we were supposed to talk about interesting things off the mic. My bad. Mm, yeah, my bad, too. That's my nose. I just don't get it. Talking about Los Angeles restaurants would be a really good topic. In the middle of the wrap up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he doesn't need to leave uh, yet. He's still got one more minute. What do you think about a Buca de Beppo? I'm going to Buca my brains out. (laughs) I I think I, I think I got roofied there one time and I'll never go back. (laughs) You got roofied at a Buca de Beppo? At the bar outside of Buca de Beppo at the Grove. That's great. great. Yeah. It was, that's, it was I, got, I got roofied in Mexico. It was fucking terrifying. I woke up 26 hours later. Oh, really? Mine was like 16 hours later. Uh, I yeah. fell I, I went, I blacked out underwater. Like, I was at a swim up bar <sighs> oh, in Mexico God. and I dove underwater to swim to the other bar and I woke up 16 hours later. It's fuck. it was insane. Oh. It was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I, you know uh, what? I think I got roofied in uh, uh, at, at that, uh, where's the Bahamas? That one night where I, at the steakhouse where I couldn't keep my eyes open. Oh man, I watched you take all those you drinks. Were just trashed. <laughs> you were Wait, trashed. you were there too? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah. We were in the Bahamas. Dude. Yeah. Wait a minute. Remember that country we all went to together? There were only five. Of us. You were. Yeah. You didn't go. Sure did. Oh, sure was there. Yeah, he was there. Do you yeah. remember me getting roofied? You no, were... I remember you having like nineteen drinks. Without eating and then going to a steakhouse because you were like, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to save it for the steakhouse <laughs> and then blackout. Cyrus, no, that, Cyrus and I had one of the best nights of my it life. It was so fun. We, but right, right before they closed the pool bar, we like you wanted to do a shot and then you were like, wait, I haven't had one yet. So I did one with you. Then I did one with you. Then I did one with Craig. So it was like four back to back. Oh uh, yeah, that'll do it. And then they got roofied. And you hadn't eaten because you always you always get on a mission in these situations where you're like we're all like oh let's let eat, let's eat lunch and you're like no I'm saving it for steak dinner tonight. That is not and the we're case, like, dude. You're insane. Yeah, I ate. You get on ev- a mission. The, no, the food was free. I had uh, nuggets and fries or something that day. I remember. That's not true. We ate every day as much oh, as we could. Oh, you remember what you ate that day, but you don't remember that I, a whole entire person was there the entire You're time. completely immemorable. <laughs> immemorable. Those nuggets, those free nuggets and fries, though, I'll never forget them. Those microwavable nu- dino yeah. nuggets. You will forget that steak, though, because I, I know you didn't I remember didn't, that. I didn't eat that either. I think you did. I just don't think you remember yeah, it. Yeah, no, you did. I remember, like, I, f- like, I think my face hit it a couple of times. It was times. a decent meal. It wasn't, like, the most amazing steakhouse, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. We had to pay extra for it. It was just fine. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, the prison episode ended in the Bahamas. Yeah. Well, like, all good prisons end in the Bahamas. <laughs> I think that's what happens when... The, when we came the, pretty close that next night, or the two nights later. We are not actually, talking about that. Uh, yeah. Drake was there, though. Yeah. Drake the Snake. We should have brought that up on the last episode. Yeah. All right, let's wrap Drake, this. Drake was there. You remember he was at the casino that we were at that. J.R. Smith night. was actually there yeah, at the casino. Yeah. We met That's right, yeah. J.R. Smith that night. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, well, now we're officially Goodbye. Done. Signed off. 
I don't know what happened. Bye. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Goodbye. See ya. This show's a piece of shit. (laughs) 